Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. So tell us, what does this uh, Macron win, uh, what does it mean for the French and the European economies first? Yes, so as you mentioned, Macron won the elections by more than 65%. And I'm so happy he put a young person at 39, he's the youngest French president ever. Gives me hope. Um, but this French election has been a really dramatic period. You had two candidates from completely different worldviews, Le Pen on the one side and Nation First Protectionist, and Macron on the other side, who's a liberal and globally minded. Uh, and what we see now is Macron is going to inherit a French economy which is a high employment. The economy is currently stagnant. There's security concern, and the nation is highly fractured and divided after this election period. So he really has a tough job to turn things around. His stance from the beginning has been pro-EU. He really wants to strengthen the Eurozone. He's pro-globalization, and as such, the market loves him. And we saw this with the first round of French elections. The euro strengthened against the dollar quite significantly. And we're expecting this to happen in this now final and second round. In terms of equity, there was a lot of uncertainty before the second round elections as to whether investors must invest in the Eurozone because potentially Le Pen could have won. Now that we have a Macron win, we'll probably, we will see it is a market-friendly outcome. Therefore, we are expecting investors to increase the exposure in European equities and bonds during this time. In terms of the economy, his views have been pretty mainstream. He's talking about fiscal stimulus, so cutting corporate tax. He's also um, talking about increasing um, investment funds in, in, in Europe. Um, as well, in terms of the economy, this is a pro-EU win. Therefore, we're expecting to see a revival of the French-German partnership, which will really strengthen the, the EU zone and the economy um, of the European Union as a whole. In terms of Brexit, uh, Macron is an opponent of Brexit, so he will definitely take a tough stance on the UK exit negotiation because he wants to convey the message that you can't just leave the EU without any consequences. Um, so what we'll be looking out for the next couple of months is will he have parliamentary support and act all the necessary changes and the changes that he wants to make? And that will then permeate throughout the EU, uh, having sex, therefore, on, on the euro and on equities in the region. And then, uh, Fundiswa, uh, U.S. employment and non-farm role payroll came out on Friday. Um, what, why were those results so unexpected? Um, Sakina, unemployment in the U.S. decreased from 4.5% in March to 4.4% in April. Now, as a South African, you're looking at those results and you're like, how can you reduce unemployment when you're really at such a low base? Um, so that's why it's quite unexpected because the U.S. is reaching full employment now. So people then ask themselves, how do they manage to create over 200,000 jobs in the space of a month? And last month, um, I further emphasized that there's a shortage of skilled labor in the U.S., so it's going to create a problem with them in terms of creating jobs. So what we saw um, over the April month is that the jobs were created in transport, education, financial services, health, and leisure sectors. If you look at transport and leisure, this represents part-time semi-skilled labor, so it's easy to create those jobs. 
But if you look at education, financial services, and health, it's quite difficult for you to create those jobs because you need very skilled labor in order to fulfill those jobs. If you take a closer look, we saw that underemployment rate in April fell from 8.9% to 8.6%. And it hasn't declined this much over the past year. And just to clarify to the listeners what underemployment means, it's the measure of suitability of employment. So, for example, if you have an engineering degree and you've been working as a waitress for the past couple of months or years, and it essentially means that your level of skills are significantly higher and your earning potential is higher than the job that you're currently earning. So what we saw in the month of April, there was a big shift in the labor force itself and people are becoming more suitably employed and moving into um, their skilled areas. So with all of this happening with the increase in number of people employed, it's supportive of a rate hike by the Fed. This is quite important to us in South Africa because you want to have a look as to what is America doing, what policy are they setting over the next few months, and are investments going to flow into the American region or are they going to stay in the emerging market? Um, and the reason why we say they're going to be a supportive of rate hike by the Fed is that if you have a shrinking pool of labor, you're expecting that wages are going to increase because a business will want to attract more employees to that job, and he knows that the employee has options to go somewhere else because there's a shortage of, of labor in the system. So this will lead to increase in, in inflation in the economy due to increasing wages, and the Fed will want to hike up interest rates in order to cool down the economy. So we're expecting this um, later on in the year. Well, Fundiso, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much. I'll speak to you again tomorrow, research analyst Fundiso Anguta. You are an entrepreneur, a nation builder, a 